power hitting, switch hitting second baseman who also in a pinch can handle shortstop. And and what's not to like? How about just a complete meltdown? Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Pirates Regression. Apparently, comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or hockey. I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Penguins where you found this. Dodgers 5, Pirates 2. That's three losses in the four-game set in Los Angeles. The Pirates are headed today to Phoenix to take on the Diamondbacks over the weekend. They're 40-47. and They're reeling, and they're, well, I'll use the word again, regressing. Not just as a collective. They're regressing in a lot of cases individually. And within those, a lot of cases younger players and the regressions have been well they've been gross sometimes it's not just a matter of a player not rising above a certain level or just dropping into mediocrity or anything it's been gross i don't have a better word for these numbers than gross castro is one for his last 14 with 11 strikeouts, including K's in both of his at-bats last night before he got yanked. There's nothing happening at the plate. You can just see it in his face. I, I've i gotten to like this kid, okay? I admire who he is. I admire his competitive spirit. He's got some fight to him. He's got some pride. And he's dying out there. I mentioned one for his last 14. How about four for his last 41 with 21 strikeouts? Uh, You know, you could put an American League reliever up there and get better numbers than that. But on top of that, when you see him taking it, out to the field. He's booting every other thing that comes his way. They keep running him back out there. Listen, earlier in the day, yesterday, Ruanzi Contreras was optioned back to Indianapolis. That was the right move. I've been gently pushing for that for a while here. You could just see that something was literally wrong. Kid used to have a fastball that was 98-99. It was just sitting there. And now it's at 92-93, and he's not hurt? Something's literally wrong. This, the big leagues, isn't the place to work on it. He needed to go down. Castro needs to go down. And in fact, I wouldn't be surprised to see Castro go down as soon as today. Uh, G-Man Choi has been hitting very well, certainly for a lot of power in Indianapolis as he's completing his long recovery from an Achilles injury. He could be up any day. Andy Rodriguez is going to the Futures game this weekend in Seattle. After that, why wouldn't you bring him up? What would be the issue? And don't say anybody's blocking him. So who do you send down? You got some easy 
pickings across the group. You've got your Jared Triolos and so forth. But Castro is just begging for it. And I don't say that in some punitive way. You don't punish a guy by sending him back unless it's something, you know, where there's discipline involved. And actually, that did happen once to Castro. Not the phone thing, but just another general case of what they felt wasn't enough focus. This is different. This is different. He he needs to get right. And on top of that, and this is the icing on this subject from my perspective, they need to figure out right now whether or not this kid's a switch hitter. Because they went into this season saying, you know what, we're going to give it a shot. We're going to let him go out there. And, and and he didn't do it at all. He can't hit from the left side at all. Now, you can't scrap that in midseason because now you're going to ask him to hit right-handed against right-handed pitchers. And that's not even a look that he's had for who knows how long. So what we saw in this L.A. series, I think, as it relates to Castro, was a last gasp. At least it should have been. It should have been. You can't keep tormenting him like this. And, oh, by the way, you can't keep hurting your team's chances of winning like this. But he goes to Indianapolis, and that's where you figure out this pinch hitting thing. You can let him hit right-handed against right-handed pitchers. Who cares? What happens to the Indianapolis Indians? Those games don't matter. But let him see pitchers from the right side of the plate. Let's see what he can do. Let's see if they have to postpone dropping the switch hitting until next February in Bradenton. Or if they can pull it off right now and maybe he can get hot and come back and get his confidence back. Here's the thing. For the season... He's a 226 hitter with a 672 OPS. For his career, he's a 226 hitter with a 695 OPS. If you go back to just this past April, when everybody was murdering the ball, he was hitting 286 and he was showing that pop and he was doing it to all fields. He just wasn't doing it from the left side of the plate, but he was showing the stuff that you did expect from him. Nothing of the kind since then. Which one's real? The bigger sample size always speaks the loudest. When we come back, J1Q. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Your front door, your car, your bike, your computer, your gun. Safety is a habit. Every day you lock and secure your home and everything you want to keep safe. Gun safety and responsible storage are no different and the best way to help prevent accidents, misuse, and theft. 
If you have a firearm, own it, respect it, and secure it. Visit ProjectChildSafe.org. Brought to you by the National Shooting Sports Foundation and the Bureau of Justice Assistance. Today's J1Q comes from John, who says DK Rowanzi got sent down. I can't stand this pitching coach. I can't stand the hitting coach. I fear what's going to happen when Henry Davis and Nick Gonzalez go dry. Am I out of line by thinking that things won't get better until these two guys are gone? And the two guys you're referring to, John, obviously, uh, in order, are Oscar Marine, the pitching coach, and Andy Haynes, the hitting coach. Uh, I'm going to let Haynes slide on this answer because I've certainly given him enough grief and turn attention instead to Marine and the struggles of the young pitchers. Now, I know well enough that whenever I use the two words, Bob and Nutting, consecutively in a sentence, I'm going to lose almost all of my audience, no matter what follows. But when Bob Nutting hired this front office, the number one charge that he put forth to Ben Charrington and everyone he'd hire under him was that he wanted to see young players get better in Pittsburgh and not elsewhere. And his primary reference in that, I know this because I was the one he said it to, was the pitching. He was really, really, really put off by seeing Garrett Cole and other pitchers instantly become better. Not a not like a lot later, instantly become better because someone else somewhere else was able to look at these pitchers, do their homework, do the film work, do the interviewing, whatever was going to be required and see what was wrong and then address it. Now, when you're talking about Contreras, This is some pretty scary territory if you're a pitching coach, and I am not hyperbolizing on you here. I don't even think that's a word, but it's Friday. We can get away with that, right? If you're a pitcher who was sitting on 98-99 all through the minors, and you get to Pittsburgh, and you're still throwing 98-99, and your slider is coming in at 88, even 89. And now, a couple nights ago in Los Angeles, Contreras' fastball was getting up there at 92, max 93. The slider was no more effective because even though we don't generally talk about velocity on sliders, they sure do benefit when they've got them. And his slider is down to an 83 on a regular basis. That's not anything for a slider. So what ends up happening in that situation? Rowanzi walks the first two guys because he's being careful with everyone because he's got no stuff and he knows it. So Marine goes to the mound. Marine puts his hand over his mouth and you can tell he's getting real animated and spirited. And that's what pitching coaches do whenever they're just telling the pitcher, throw strikes, believe in yourself. And Rowanzi's Probably inside going, all right, he wanted strikes. Here they come. And there they went. Boom, boom, boom. 
when you have lost your fastball and there is not an injury issue, and my friends, if you believe me on anything at all that I ever tell you related to this baseball club, believe me that Rowanzi is not hurt, not even a tiny bit. He is 100% healthy according to everybody, including Rowanzi. So what's wrong? The prevailing thinking, although they don't want to talk about this out loud, is that he's not doing something right in coming off the mound and he's lost some speed through his delivery. And you know what that is? That's mechanics. You know who's responsible for that? The pitching coach. And all of his biometrics people and all of the machinery that they have in place and all of the analytics. And this one special place that they took him to while the team was up in Seattle. I was covering them up there. And they took him off to this pitching institute that has a machine that they don't have. And the machine couldn't tell what was wrong. This is when the pitching coach has to earn his pay. I could get into Luis Ortiz going back. I could get into Johan Oviedo getting rocked in the first inning of every single start that he's got, including again last night. But this pitching coach is going to be anchored to Rowanzi Contreras, and rightfully so, for better or worse. I appreciate the question. It was a very good one. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Pirates today, all week long, all season long. We'll be back Monday. 